This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. We are here to take your phone calls about whatever you want. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. Main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff that we will talk about here on these radio waves. Now, I say influence because I don't want to make any promises. I don't want to make it so that when you submit a story and it ends up getting voted to the top, that we'll guarantee to talk about it because sometimes we can't make any guarantees on this show. Sometimes we'll open the phones up right in the beginning of the program. Someone will call in and take us off on a, a train that we never expected to ride on that, uh, that night. It's just the way things happen with an open phone show. But the website allows you to go create an account, which is free, of course, and then you can submit whatever kind of content you want from the Internet, whether it be a YouTube video or a news article or a blog post. Whatever you think is interesting, whatever you think our listeners might like, you submit that to the site and then other listeners can vote on whether they like it or not. And the most popular stories will make it to the front page of the website. And sometimes, that, well, that, that means we're more likely to see them, and so therefore more likely to, uh, to talk about whatever it is. In fact, the second story on our site right now is where we're going to start tonight. Police officer has been kicked out of a local cafe in Oregon, Portland, Oregon, because he's a police officer. The story from Fox News. The red and black cafe is no place for a man in blue. Police officer James Crooker was asked to leave the vegan coffee shop in Portland, Oregon last month. A discriminatory move, but not altogether uncommon at the Java joint, according to a detective. Crooker, 36, a two-year veteran of the force, entered the Red and Black Cafe. That should have been a clue right there. uh, On May 18th and bought a cup of coffee before a customer approached him and said she appreciated his efforts. That's when John Langley, one of the co-owners of the collectively managed shop, approached the cop and asked him to leave. Crooker left immediately. It was the first time something like this has happened to him in his nine-year law enforcement career, he told the news, uh, the Oregon, Oregonian newspaper, saying that the places I've been kicked out of before have been places like the methadone clinic. You're there to protect them, but on the other hand, they don't know what that involves. Being gracious is a part of it. Detective Mary Wheat, the spokesbureaucrat for the police department in Portland, characterized the incident as a fluke, but noted the city's ongoing tension between, uh, between the police and some members of the community. This is Portland, she said. We've been dealing with that for years and years and years. This is a very liberal city. We have anarchists here, and we deal with them on a regular basis. You have anarchists in every city across America, I'm sure. The coffee shop attracts homeless individuals and activists, the newspaper reported, and Wheat said it's not known to be, or it is rather known to be not friendly to officers who work in the area. Now, there's a little bit more to the story, but they, uh, they and for this I think for this Fox News piece, they did not interview the owner, but on the television version of this that I saw from a local TV station, they did, and they didn't give him much time to explain himself. It was pretty much, you know, a very cop-friendly piece. Yeah, so did you kick a cop out? Yes, I did. Okay, thanks very much. Bye. And and he talked about the the tensions, and I, I imagine, and I'm speculating here, that given the opportunity to expound a little bit, he might have explained that he felt unsafe, because that's what he told the officer when... uh. When he, was kick- when he was asking him to leave, he said, my customers and I do not feel safe with you around. Now, why would someone make a statement like that to a police officer? I assume because they don't feel safe. But why would someone not feel safe around a police officer? They're there to protect and serve, aren't they? Well, that's, uh, that's the line. But, um, you know, I mean, it's 
some people are going to consider police officers to be members. As a matter of fact, they're going to be the the, the strong men for an, uh, uh, an armed organization, a a, a gang, um, if you will, that uh, enforces its will on other people through threats and violence and coercion. Just like, for instance, if you ran a coffee shop and you didn't let Crips or Bloods or both into your, uh, and I'm just picking the the names mm-hmm. of gangs that come off the top of my head. I don't know much. Hell's Angels. Um, not much into gangs, but if you decided you didn't want to let people in flying those particular colors, they can come in when they're not wearing their Hell's Angel leather jacket. Just making my assumptions. Sure. Right. And they're not wearing how would their, they know? their Crips and Bloods, uh, you know, bandana stuff or whatever. They can come in then, but they wouldn't be able to come in flying gang colors, I believe, is is probably what these these guys' problem is. Right. And I just love how the spokes bureaucrat for the police department just passes this off as a fluke. And that is because of the ongoing tension between the police and some members of the community. Well, the tension's there because of the police. It's, it's not because of the members of the community. The, the reason why those people don't like the police is because of what the police have done to them. Well, and what they've done to their friends. See, this is where I this is where I part ways. Um, you know, to some extent, they, admittedly, they're members of that organization, but not every police officer acts that way. So, to whoa, 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 whoa. not every okay, true, not every police officer is out there arresting people for plants, uh, but most of them will. If I would say the majority of them would, you know, under most circumstances, arrest make an arrest for somebody uh, who had a plant in their pocket. I, I I think many many police officers do that. What well, cops won't pull people over and give them tickets? That's pretty much what their job is. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about, Mark. That 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 upsets people. You know, when you're going about your business and then some man in a costume and a, carrying a gun on his hip waylays you, uh, prevents you from getting to your meeting on time or wherever it was you were going, and then hands you some sort of threat that says if you don't pay him and his buddies a certain amount of money, that they're going to hurt you even further. They're going to you know possibly put you in a jail cell. That that yeah I think that I think there's reason for the tension to exist because you have men who are going around and aggressing against people who haven't done anyone any harm. So that's where this tension comes from. But the yeah. cops just go, oh, there's a tension and this is how things are. Well, you guys put you put the tension there by being intimidating and scary. You're not serving and protecting me. You're serving and protecting the system. You're serving and protecting your masters in, the, in politics. And people would argue, though, that the, the people in politics have gotten there through the, the will of the majority of people. At Which least is not true, of, of course. Majority of voters, at the very least. Which may not... A majority of voters isn't even a majority of the, you know, the people, because most people don't... Not, in, certainly in local elections, most people don't vote. Many people aren't even registered to vote. So, let me just uh, share a little bit more from the story here. Uh, one of the... Uh, I guess this is the spokes bureaucrat. Most officers would know this is not a coffee shop that's friendly to police. Uh, I think that's the spokesperson. It's obviously discrimination to police. He works that area and can't go in for a cup of coffee. It's not fair. Uh, well, you see this, I, and, and now I'm back on board, right? I, I do think it is as fair as you want it to be. Because if I don't wish to serve a person who works for a particular organization, then I should not, you know, that, if, if I don't want to, then that's fine. If I don't want to serve somebody who wears a particular sort of clothing, then that's fine. If somebody comes into my business with a t-shirt that says KKK and has a, 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 a noosed black yeah, man hanging from a scaffold, I'm, you know, 
thanks. I don't want your money. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Like, whatever you've got going on there is not for me, dude. But yeah, See I mean, you later. How respectful is And this is, I did confirm, this is the police spokesperson whining about how it's not fair that her officers aren't being served at this There's cafe. There's plenty, plenty of coffee uh, shops in Portland, Oregon, yes. where this guy can go and get his coffee. And I'm sure he stumbled into this one on accident. And I'm sure that it's, uh, you know, it was a little surprising yeah. for him. I, I get that. But this one, you know, this is one of, the, this is a vegan anarchist cough yeah. shop. Red and coffee black. Shop, excuse me. Red and black are the anarcho-communist uh, colors. Right. I mean, the, it, this is a worker-owned. I was at the, the website of this organization. It seems like a nice thing. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's it's great and everything if you're, you know, into domestically, organically grown beets and, uh, uh, you know, your patchouli oil and all that stuff. If that's your thing, that's your thing. If It's their business. They should be able to run it any way they want. Now, the customer who approached uh, the officer, Cornelia Signor, is a freelancer for the newspaper who blogged about the incident on her website. She says, as I spoke with the cafe owner, I never really got a direct answer as to why he personally felt unsafe with a police officer in his establishment. Bottom line, I think especially of the policeman I met at the Red and Black, Officer Crooker, a human being who should be treated with respect and honor. Like all human beings, I tend to tend to agree with um, that. This is the way to get people on board. The way the way to get people on board with your ideas is not excluding them. However, exclusion is a right of human beings. Otherwise, um, you know, men and women wouldn't be able to date the people that they want to date. I mean, that's it's a very exclusive act. I have one wife. And I'll tell you what, she's not interested in me having two. So, I mean, it's it's extraordinarily exclusive. And that's what exclusivity is about. How, who you decide to spend your time with, who you decide to spend your energy and your emotions on, that's what you should be able to do. And I also agree with you, Mark, that yes, police officers are human beings. And they should be treated as such. However... When a human being is doing things that are inhumane to other human beings, I don't think it's inappropriate to ostracize that person and to let them know how you feel about what they do. I think in that case, this case, that's in an ineffective way of getting what you want across. I, I happen you, to agree with you. You hand him a cup of coffee, you, you take his money, you tell him, I love you, and please don't aggress against my friends and One, neighbors. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome. Bring up whatever you want. Free talk line. In the decades to come... Hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, inviting you to bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site are free, including our Shrine of Female listeners. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video. And that means they're proving that they listen to the show uh, in their media that they send us. And we put them up on the Shrine. It's, uh, it's available to you. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Take a look at it. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved. The details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. We started the show out tonight. Of course, you're welcome to take us anywhere. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. But started the show with a story out of uh, foxnews.com, Portland, Oregon. Police officer James Crooker asked to leave a coffee shop. Uh, in the city, uh, the Red and Black Cafe, because the owner said that his customers and he did not feel safe with the officer in the store. 
likely due to the fact that uh, the officer, the police, uh, you know, the officer is a member of an organization that is very is really not that different in some ways from a criminal gang. Uh, they do some things that are valuable uh, when they actually are helping people that are in need. But most I'd say of the lots time, of things. Most of the time, they're busy fundraising. Uh, most of the time, they're uh, they're you know they're writing people tickets for nonsense, or they are busting people for having a plant in their pocket. And so well, I, I don't blame that's the, what the organization itself. That's what the the leaders of the organization and uh, have have uh, decided that they should focus the police on. I think that the average police officer signed up to get the badge and the gun so that he could throw himself in front of bullets to save uh, the average uh, American. I think that's probably a true statement about However, many cops. What they were done, what, what, you know, once they got on board, they were taught, you know, you write the tickets, you 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 go hassle people for drugs, you right. know, that you, kind of thing. If you don't do what they say, you won't keep your job. So it's a tough place to be as a police officer who just wants to help people. We know this. We've talked to them. Uh, and certainly if you're a law enforcement listening in tonight, you're welcome to comment. But I, I just thought this was an interesting story to come out in the wake of the Rand Paul situation. Remember a couple of weeks ago when Rand Paul, uh, the senatorial candidate from uh, the Republican senatorial candidate from Kentucky, right, the son of Ron Paul, who is uh, being purported as a libertarian, but I don't think even as a, a pale shadow of his father, as far as uh, the level of principle that he has. I think that's a rather uh, rough, uh, rather mean estimation. No need to get into detail on that, but uh, Rand Paul came out and made a lot of news, uh, big headlines across the country about how he opposed the. Uh, at first, he decided that he had opposed the, uh, the Civil, Civil Rights, Rights Act, Act of 1964. Then he flip-flopped and said that he was actually in favor of it later on after the po- political pressure became too hot for him and he's just a politician pandering to people. Uh, so he flip-flops. But the, the conversation was about discrimination. It was about, you know, should somebody who is running a business that is open to the public be able to discriminate against people that come through their door. And of course, our position on this show has always been, yeah, absolutely. And if there is a business owner who's a racist or if there's a business owner who's a, you know, a scumbag or a bigot or whatever, then the marketplace should be able to handle that. That uh, that I won't go to a business that is run by some scumbag, racist, bigot trash. I will not go there and I will tell my friends to not go there as well. But it'd be I, I'm just curious the people out there that were defending Rand Paul and maybe taking the correct you know, position that discrimination should be allowed, how did you feel when you heard about the police officer being discriminated against? Did you feel this conflicted? is the other side of the issue. It's it's um, you know, it's it's one thing to say that, oh, it's OK to discriminate against black people coming to your business. It's another thing entirely for people in an emotional basis to say it's OK to discriminate against a police officer. Well, especially if they have an emotional attachment to law right. enforcement and, you know, the idea that it's a nation of laws and that there are heroes and all the cliches. So I'm just curious, how did, how did you feel when you heard the story about a police officer being asked to leave a coffee shop, being told that, that, uh, that the a coffee shop owner and the customers did not feel comfortable, they, they did not feel safe uh, with his presence and asking him to leave? How did, how did you feel about that? 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Do you support the coffee shop owner's right to discriminate against a police officer? I think that if you love freedom, then you should. But I'm curious as to what you think at 800-259-9231. You can also bring up anything. So let's start with Loring, listening to WFLA in Clearwater, Florida. Loring, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys this evening? What's on your mind tonight? 
I uh, I agree with the coffee uh, shop owner's right to, to ask the officer to leave. I imagine he didn't, uh, you know, know what the theme was of the, that shop. And, you know, now he knows and it's no big deal and he can go somewhere else in the future. I, I like what Mark said earlier at the very end of the first segment, though, that approaching it from a position of love would be more effective than anger or frustration. But most people start at anger when their friends have been aggressed against by the cops. Go ahead with your thoughts. All right. Well, uh, the real reason I called in, uh, I wanted to talk about, I have a, uh, a potential census enumerator deterrent. Oh, really? Yes. Um, I, uh, didn't, re- I didn't respond to the census at all, either time. Um, and uh, one of the enumerators showed up at my place when I wasn't home, and uh, they left a little blue note on my door addressed to residents. They don't know who lives there. <laughs> Right, yeah, and, and yeah, that's certainly not my name. Uh, so I left it there uh, just for grins, and uh, I think inadvertently um, it has caused him not to come back. This was about three weeks ago, and I've been home just about every evening and uh, hmm. hadn't heard anything since. So you think that they, so you think they, they just haven't come back, period, or they maybe came back once and saw that the note was still there and just decided, ah, oh, this guy's not even home? I- yeah, I think, well, this is an apartment complex, so I think that uh, it's possible that they might think it's uh, either vacant or, uh, yeah, I'm on vacation or something like that. So. That that right seems on. like it could, could quite possibly be the case. Very good. Anything else you want to share tonight? Oh, that was it, guys. Thanks, Loring. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It, uh, of course, we talked about the census in the past and would we'll, we'll love to have your stories about if you've been refusing the census, because I've, uh, I've suggested that... That uh, people in America, if they really, really, really are serious about wanting to stop the government from getting bigger, I mean, if you talk to Americans and you ask them, do you think the government's too big, too small, or just the right size? Most people are going to say too big. So a lot. It's of, my understanding it's it's like seventy percent of yeah. the population will will uh, you know, answer majority. that way. A significant majority of people agree that the government is way too big, and right. there's very few that say, "Oh yes, the government needs to be much bigger." Right. So, uh, so, so, if people are serious about wanting to stem the growth of government, stop the growth of government, uh, to roll it back, they're going to have to get serious about doing more than just voting once every four years, because clearly that hasn't done it. Right? Go ahead. Look at the results. Right. Republicans get in. Democrats get in. Republicans get in. Et cetera, et cetera. The you know, government cycle grows, continues. Gets bigger under each administration yes. every time. It doesn't matter if there's all Democrats in. You can't even blame it on the uh, the, the the other side. If if it's the the time that it grows the least is when in fact they're um you know they're most evenly matched. Mm-hmm. That's so. The fact is the governments uh, the the Republicans want to grow the government. The Democrats want to grow the government. And anybody who's telling you otherwise is a liar. So if you want to stop the growth of government, then you'd have to do something more than just voting within the system that they set up to, uh, you know, to essentially keep themselves in power. Because the third party sure as hell can't, don't have a chance. The rules are written against them. Right, because both those parties decided to write those rules to say, this is it. It's and, just us. And the reason why regulations continue to grow, why they continue to be more and more piled upon people is because people go along with it. The, whatever the rules are, the, oh man, this sucks. They'll complain about it. They'll bitch about it on talk radio. They'll write letters to the editor about it. But They'll jump through the hoops. Yeah. They'll do what they're that they're demanded of. And so I've always suggested that people test the waters a little bit with non-cooperation and uh, and civil disobedience. And I think the census is one of the easiest areas in which to do that uh, because they don't know who you are to begin with, resident. And if they hit you with a hundred dollar fine if you don't pay that, there's no evidence they'll actually do anything about that. Now, and I'm no legal scholar and I'm not a lawyer, but I think that's a good place to start. And I've done it myself. And you can look for just say no to the census. 
uh, on YouTube, and you can find uh, my interactions with them. More coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so do enjoy those on us, including our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the list uh, you can get on our email list and get them in your email box. You can do Twitter if you like that. Uh, Facebook also is another way that you can get the latest about Free Talk Live or do a combo of the ones that you like the most. Uh, go and get signed up for free at news.freetalklive.com. All over talk radio you see ads, or you hear ads, I guess you should say, for uh, gold, buying gold, get gold, the, the big one's coming, you need it as a hedge against inflation or as a barter currency in case it's uh, it's it's really terrible, a financial situation, or, or even an investment, the gold could go up to, to as many as two three two $3,000 an ounce. Um, well, I found the world of buying precious metals dizzying. So I set up something a little bit easier. You can go to gold.freetalklive.com and you can buy gold or silver right there. I've picked out some some coins that are widely available, don't have any news, real numismatic value, and they're just the metals, and they make it easy for the average person to buy, to get precious metals in their hands if that's what they want to do. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. And ladies, come first. Teresa is on the line listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Teresa. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I have a comment about the coffee shop where they don't feel comfortable with the cops in there. Yeah. What happens if they get robbed? Will they feel comfortable then? Well, that's a good question, and I don't know uh, what uh, the Portland's gun policy is, but I think that uh, you know, if if in people most, were most places, most municipalities, there are laws against owning weapons to be able to protect yourself. The idea is, is somehow the the government, the police officers, are should be the the monopoly privilege owners of say handguns and things like that. I mean, if these guys are truly anarchists, maybe they maybe what they believe is that uh, if somebody comes in, they should put a hole in them. I'm just guessing, right? Yeah. So, right. I, so I mean, if the cop was there in uniform, it'd be pretty unlikely that someone would rob the place. So it's more likely that a place would, like that would get robbed if uh, they didn't perceive there to be a cop in there, in which case it's really only the customers that they can count on uh, to, the customers and the, the crew that can be counted on to actually do anything to stop the robber because the cops are going to get there after the fact, which is usually the case. I mean, when the cop, when you call the cops, they show up when they can show up. I mean, yeah, you don't call the cops until after the robber leaves generally. So the cops mostly don't stop robberies. Well, even if you call it in the middle of it, it's you're talking about it doesn't take more than a minute. Uh, you know, the Time goes, I'm mm-hmm. sure, very slowly for you when you're in the midst of a situation like that. But in reality, a robbery does not take a long time to uh, to engage in. So when the police arrive, it's likely the the guys, the bad guys, are already gone. 
Um, but nonetheless, I think that it's individuals who are the most effective at preventing crime. It's it's the existence of people who are willing to defend themselves, like you said, Mark, with firearms or whatever other weapons are necessary. Like here in New Hampshire, uh, all switchblades have been legalized uh, recently. So uh, whatever weapons they need to to defend themselves, it's individuals. It's the people. Uh, it's the you know the the lower and middle middle and upper class of. Uh, of folks that are the real deterrent against crime and in the places where they're allowed to defend themselves they're more effective so places like new hampshire or vermont or alaska where there are very few gun restrictions are also coincidentally uh well not so coincidentally they're also the some of the safest places in the country does that make sense it does make sense anything else you want to share thank you Teresa. appreciate your call 800-259-9231 let's continue speaking of alaska seth is there in anchorage listening to kudo hello seth been here. I've been floating around Alaska for for a few months. I, I have a very strange field. So, uh, um, but uh, I, you know, I, I've been listening to your radio station. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I listened a few minutes ago when you had a when you were talking about uh, about um, the the how government. You believe that government is getting too big, and I'm, I'm actually an independent. I actually voted for Cynthia McKinney in in, in the last election. I didn't and. Uh, the, uh, was that in the primary and, uh, Green Party? In the, in the primary? That, oh, yeah, I generally vote Green Party, and the, you know, I, I, if you listen, if you look, you know, one of my big pet peeves is that uh, is that our education system is so scrapped that people really have no idea uh, what history is, and and mm. you know, uh, the George Washington actually there's there's studies, and you know, there's been uh, it's shown that he actually strongly warned against the U.S. ever becoming a two party system for. That's obvious true. reasons yeah. and uh you know it's um and you look at other countries that have multiple parties and i lived in canada for for a time and they're you know they 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 the parties jump around like crazy and so does so does the uk and i i i don't believe that government is necessarily getting too big or too small i think it's just used inefficiently i uh, and i think that uh, but isn't that the way it's always going to be i mean isn't right. yeah. isn't government well, always going to be wielded as long by? As as long as you have a two-party system, it's no, no, be it's always going to be that way. It doesn't matter if you have twelve parties. Government's still right. going to be wielded by other people, right. people that aren't you. And that's right. why we—that's why I believe that the solution is freedom, not government. Uh, well, and I do believe the, it's the problem big. right now is that the Senate and the Congress have essentially exempted themselves from every single law that's on Main Street. They've essentially exempted themselves from. Now, how so would that if, be changed would, by a two-party in, in a multi-party system? I mean, wouldn't the Senate and the Congress say to themselves, "We still don't want to be uh, have these laws applied to us. We still want to well, ride around well, in they, better cars, they, and eat better would, food, have better health care, better, better health care." It's, it's it's quite amazing because essentially every rule that that you know they, they're, they're, there's I've, I've heard this said that if you want if you want good health care. May Congress actually follow the same rules of health care that they vote yeah, on? Congress is, want, the, high, Congress is the highest lawmaking body in the nation. How are you going to make them do anything? You can't. That's, right. that's, that's the, the problem. problem. Right. So what we're talking about here is really a, a utopian fantasy by you right. know somebody who is looking at the system and rightfully seeing that things are broken, but believing right. that there could be some way to uh, to fix it. And you can't. You, this is well, a system that is based on coercion. And any time right. you bring coercion into human relationships, you get unintended consequences. Right. You get inefficiency because it's not their money, and they'll do whatever the hell they want no, with it. No, and, you're right. And it doesn't the, matter well, how much right, you change. Well, it doesn't well, matter if you rearrange the deck chair on the Titanic, my man. Government is a an agency of coercive force, and it hurts yes. people no matter who's in charge, and that's wrong. Well, well, right now the the biggest, you know, my in my opinion, the biggest issue. I mean, you can you can say, I mean, BP is is big and Arizona is big, but right now, the, essentially, the biggest issue 
is is resolution of the banking is a banking problem because that is a cycle that comes up every thirty years. And I get a big laugh out of you know when I listen to Christopher Dodd talk about you know fixing the problem so it never happens again. Well, historically this always happens. It happened at the end of the nineteenth century. Then we had another crash in twenty nine. And then 30 years later, we had another crash in the 70s and 80s with savings and loan. And then 30 years later, we had another crash in 2010. This is a cycle we keep doing. The crash, the crash of, in the 19th century, of, the, or the crash in the late 19th century was in Europe. It, it didn't. It, the only way it affected the United States was essentially, um, you know, the, the the export business. In in the United States, we were insulated from it, and the reason that we were insulated from it was because of a value backed currency. At that time, a dollar right. was a measurement of silver, and, and it still right. is. A dollar is actually a Dutch term for an, a measurement of silver, almost an ounce. Yeah, and, and the creation we were insulated. Uh, and, from that. If you want to stop, stuff, wait just a second. Just well, a second. He's almost going to get to where you're getting. If if you want to, uh, you know, stop that business cycle, the way to do that is to have a value backed currency. Yes, that's actually that's very correct. And you know the 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 problem was essentially was the was the devaluing of of the dollar to make it to take it out of a physical form and put it into the you know the mythical make believe form, which is essentially based on on interest, which mathematically causes crashes because well, it's, it's when, based on you know, debt that, it's 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 based on yeah, debt it's, certainly it's interest a debt is a, based, it's it's a debt based currency and i think right. that's what the problem that i think a lot of the, the u.s doesn't understand is the way money actually works is money no, they is certainly not, don't and the government schools no, have no, no interest in informing them i thank you for Mike, the call wait, 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 before he goes i've got one question oh, okay oh, just out of curiosity you think that cynthia mckinney was going to fix that no, I just think she was better than why didn't you vote for Obama Paul? or McCain? Then and I, I okay. and I, you know, when I listen to when I listen to her talk, that I'm just so I'm so tired of going. Re, you know, it's essentially gone Republican and Democrat. Republican. When we, we've never had an independent president ever. It's never. It's it has. It's, it's not going to happen, and it's not it, like it's uh, you know no. make and, a real and difference. Third if, parties are not meant to be presidents. They're meant to to you know. That's why. Third party election, you know, when you vote, when you vote an independent, you know, it's not because you expect them to be president. It's because you expect them to actually stand up for a cause, which is something that I didn't think either either presidency, what well, either president was going to do. Seth, I want to thank and you for your it, thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Those other shows want to charge you for their websites. We give ours away for free. And if you enjoy Free Talk Live and you want to support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You're going to do the shopping anyway. 
So why not do it at Amazon.freetalklive.com? You know them, the world's largest internet retailer. Dozens of categories in which you can shop, even used items. If you need to save a few extra bucks plus, you get free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of their brand new items, which really makes it even easier to shop at Amazon.freetalklive.com. If you've looked through the selections of children's books out there, and I'm not talking about teenager books here. I'm talking about young children books, like two to to six, the kind that you read to them. Um, They seem to have a lot of messages that are... I don't know, socialist. And I, the author here, uh, Joe Specht, has written a book called An Island Called Liberty. And it is one of the favorite books of my son. As a matter of fact, he came up to me today holding it in his hand and he said for the first time, Libby, Libby. <laughs> and he wanted to sit on the couch and have me read this book to him again. I must have I must have read this book 75 mm. times. And um, it's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page. We'll make it one of your child's favorites, too. You go to freemarketunderdog.com. You can see some samples there. Order today. Get a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL. An Island Called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. It's a great book. All right, so let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Dennis is listening to WBHP in Huntsville, Alabama. Hello, Dennis. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. What's yeah, anyway? Okay, yeah, I'm just uh, saying that uh, today, the earlier program, this, this guy, well, he got pretty upset over this thing that the way I understand. I mean, he was so upset, I was having trouble keeping up with him. But it sounded like he was saying the, the Supreme Court had made a rule that uh, cops no longer have to use radar devices to get people tickets. And I think that's that, that can get out of control real quick. I know back... Uh, when I was with my fiance, I was out in the truck. My, my stepfather was second in command, and I went through this area. Now there were, and I got wound up getting pulled over, and told I was speeding when I know that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even have radar or anything on that one. The state troopers up there in Tennessee when I lived there, Nashville then. So I had to go to court on that. And of course, I beat the ticket. You anyway. did. I'm surprised about that. How long ago was this? Well, that was in the 60s. Okay, but, uh, that's probably yeah, why. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering, yeah. how did cops at one point, before there were radar guns, how did they get somebody for speeding? Because I know they you. did. They could pace you. They, well, that's what I mean. That's what's going on today. See, where they, they can just look and just say, make it up. Okay, you were speeding, man, you know, and then, then you get a ticket out of this thing. The way I beat that ticket was I had visited some kinfolk up in Michigan. I had a brand-newly minted Michigan driver's license, so I just told the judge, that, uh, you know, I'd never been in that area before, so I didn't know it. So I said that if they had any radar or anything, although I didn't see anything, it had to be somewhere it's hidden in there where it shouldn't have been. You know, like a, no, speed, no sign there, a speed limit sign, no, uh, or at the sign or whatever, I'm Mark Zone or something. So the judge uh, said, yeah, I know that area. So he, he just tore, tore that ticket up right in front of them cops, man, you know, and so, so the case. Yeah. If only things were were as adversarial between the uh, the different uh, branches of government today. Yeah, that's what they sell it as. Like somehow that because <laughs> now it's yeah. just a big money mill to uh, to wring the, the 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 dollars out of your pocket. Right. So so basically, the cops have been doing this. I mean, the cops could do this before it's been legalized. And if it's been legalized now, I don't have all the details. And like you said, it was a caller uh, from before. But if it has really been legalized for the cops to do that, it just it's just legalizing what they've already been doing, right? Because in order for it to get to the Supreme Court, someone would have had to have challenged it and would have had to have moved up the line. So that means the cops had been doing it for a while and someone finally challenged it and the Supreme Court said, yeah, yeah, they can do that. Uh, so basically, the cops can do this and they have been doing it and the courts will back them up because, well, it's more money for their system. They have the incentive 
to uh, to believe the cop over you. And when it's their word against yours, there's only one way it typically goes. Anything else yeah, you want well, to share tonight? Yeah, I just want to say that for a couple of months after uh, after that incident, they followed me everywhere I went. And I know when Faye was out with me, she asked me one night, she says, how come every time we get out together, there's a cop back there, man? Hmm. I said, well, he's just a friend of mine, and he's running bodyguard, you know, to make sure nobody hurts us or anything. So bless her heart, she believed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call on the story. I appreciate it. 1-800-259-9231. Yep, that's my buddy back there. How, how many people feel like they've got a friend following them when a police car pulls behind them? <laughs> Not all of them. Hey, Dennis, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Josh listening in Tallahassee. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. Josh. Hey, how are you today? Hey, you're listening to WFLA FM. What's on your mind, Josh? Well, uh, you know the problem with it, with everything is is the judges, right? And you and you can't get a lawyer that is good at heart to become a lawyer in the first place. So you have all these guys that are out there wanting to force people to do their little own thing, becoming judges and lawyers. That's the problem. Wait a minute. Hold on. Rephrase that. I'm a little confused. Oh, the reason why the judiciary is, is so messed up is because in order to become a judge, you have to have some sort of legal experience, or they want you to now. Ah, I see what and you're saying. And nobody good really wants to become a lawyer to coerce people into doing what they want them to do anyway. Well, you know, that's it's an interesting not like point. It's good nature to be a lawyer. Well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, there, are some lawyers, there are some lawyers who are very liberty, who are very liberty oriented. Yeah. Uh, I know I'd them also, personally. I'd also say that, um, you know, the generally the good lawyers, and I'm not saying that all lawyers are good, and that all, all um, lawyers that are private uh, practicing in private are good, but the good lawyers have no incentive to become a judge because they're making. 50 a bunch times of what a judge makes. A judge makes, oh, right. I don't know, depending on where you are, eighty to 180000 a year or something like but, that. But, but even if you could change out the judges, uh, you, you still, like you're saying, Mark, it doesn't attract the best lawyers. Plus, it also attracts, uh, as a position of power, will naturally attract people in search of power. Exactly. And, uh, and they the want the power. They want to be able to force people into what they want them to do. They could change everything yep. just by their rules saying, I'm going to force you to do this. Ha. Yep, they've got men like with guns it. who will follow their every beck and call standing at their side and whatever it is that they want is done if they decide they don't like you they'll hit you with a contempt of court right. charge and lock you in jail right. indefinitely right you could show the We're bailiffs you could show We're the bailiffs that the, the, the cop uh, that they uh the judge did something wrong and they won't do anything about it sorry go ahead josh Right. We're secure in our persons and our effects and our property until a cop comes along and says because this guy said i could i can't mm-hmm. yep that's pre- it, 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 that's not how it's supposed to be at all I don't no. understand how, how people let it go. I carry a pocket constitution around with me everywhere I go. If it goes any further than let me see your ID, I have it out waiting for Because I know my rights. That's good. And I wish more people uh, did know their rights. But to, the, to, to your question they of how... They can't force you to do anything. To, and it's the issue of force, though. That's the reason. You yes. can't... I don't want to force anybody to do anything. But I will force somebody not to force somebody else on something. Well, to your question of how it could have gotten like this, uh, it's through the apathy of people, you know, believing cliches like you, you know, you can't fight right. city hall, and that, uh, that you know, it's, uh, right, it's a nation of laws, and that we have to obey every single law that these absurd politicians uh, create. It's a very kind of obedient mentality. So it's it's a long answer to basically saying that you know the governments uh, took over the schools in the eighteen the government people took over the schools in the eighteen right. hundreds, so they started indoctrinating generation after generation of Americans with this pro government mentality that the government can do no wrong we've got the best system in the world and all of the you know the the state right. worshiping cliches out there plus totally foregoing the liberty aspect of 
American language. Absolutely, but even with even if the education had been better, you still have the problem that the system itself is inherently faulty and broken. In that the government is a one size fits all solution. And justice is a pretty important service. Justice, right. you know, is is really critical, especially if you've, if you've been wronged. You want to make sure you get you know get the right guy and that's you're made whole. Uh, but today, the it's very rare that a victim will, will get restitution for the acts of the the perpetrator. It's more likely that the perpetrator, if they're actually caught and they catch the right guy, will end up right. spending time in a jail cell, which does nothing to make the uh, the original no victim whole. And so, in Somebody the absence of any sort of Mm-hmm. And somebody that's smoking a, a chiba at their own home gets their house searched, mm-hmm. possessions taken away, thrown in jail, and never get to see none of it back. So the system is so is so broken in so many ways, and it really just boils down to the fact that it's a coercive monopoly providing the protection, that's the police, and the and providing the justice, and that's the courts. If we didn't have a monopoly in those areas, uh, and, and most people understand that monopolies are bad, but for some reason they accept that the government monopolies are okay, even while at the same time bitching and moaning about how awful they are in so many ways, it's because of that government indoctrination camp that they went to that they believe that this is the way it needs to be. If we could bring competition in a free market, uh, you know, it, it, it have some sort of a free market in uh, justice well, and in protection. The way it used to be is the way it used to be when you made something and people bought it, and if somebody got hurt using their product, they turned around and, and got their compensation. Now mm-hmm. you have to go through permit process to make sure that's the see the thing with BP. It is the government's responsibility, one hundred percent. The government's the one that issued the permit that they could do it. And so granted them the land, the- or they, the, the, the water and the land beneath it. Right. The government right. acted as though it owns the Gulf of Mexico. Hey, thanks for the call, Josh. Appreciate hearing from you. Hour number two is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Basically, the answer is coercion has some real nasty uh, unintended consequences, and one of them is that you get a real crappy justice system that hurts people that don't deserve it. Hour two is coming up. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Uh, The main feature of the site allows you to actually influence the stuff we'll discuss on the air here by submitting show prep content from around the Internet, stuff you think is interesting, you think our listeners might like, because once you submit it to the site, the other listeners get a chance to vote on it, whether they like or dislike. Uh, And then the most liked 
stories will make it to the front and top page, uh, top page in front of our website at freetalklive.com. Uh, so as we continue here uh, taking your phone calls about anything, coming up, Mark, if we get a chance, you've got an update on the BP thing. We'll, uh, we'll talk about what's going on there that has to do with collusion between them and the government, of course. Uh, but first, we go to your phone calls, and we'll start things out with Chad listening to KBCT in Waco on the FM dial. Hello, Chad. Chad Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just want to mention there were actually like a two things I wanted to mention. Uh, one, briefly, was uh, on the census. I don't know if you guys have talked about it or not. I actually talked to a guy not too long ago who is a uh, census worker, and uh, I actually did uh, fill out the census just because, uh, I don't know, it, it seemed benign. Uh, the only questions I'm on sure it there seemed were... benign to the uh, Japanese Americans that were rounded up after they put their information ah, on the census. Good point, good point. And that's actually what I wanted to, uh, that's actually kind of ties into what I wanted to uh to, uh, to address, because from what I understand, after talking to the census guy, and this was after I had already kind of filled out the dumb thing, mm-hmm. uh, the only reason that they'll actually come back and try and contact you is if you fill out the section that says, yes, there's somebody living in my home that isn't on the lease or that, that, that does, isn't typically there. So from what I understand, uh, the whole, the real general purpose of it is to track illegals. Is that accurate? Does that sound mm. like in line with you know, I don't know what it is that they're trying to do out there. I mean, to me, it just seems like another pointless big government program that they try to justify with, uh, you know, whatever their, their reasons are. I have never filled out a census form. I, they, they, haven't, they didn't send one to my house. They didn't want send one to my mailbox. I, I haven't seen a census worker. I don't know anything about this census. And the question is, is if they miss one person, and I know that I've talked to people that they've missed, how many have they missed? You can't count a portion of the apples in a box and know how many apples are in the box. I mean, right, this, right. the number well, they come up mean. with is fallacious. Yeah, they, that's what I mean. It has nothing to do with actually taking sure. a census. It's really more about finding out if you've got illegals living in your house. I and think you're right. The guy if, told me. I, I think you're right. Oh, wait, he told you that? Yeah, he's a census worker, and he was like, look, honestly, like they don't contact you again unless you, unless you say yes to certain questions. And there's not very many questions on it. The only questions are like, uh, what's your age? Uh, who lives there? I found they ask you your race? Do they ask you your ethnicity? Yeah, and they ask, and they ask everything about race. Mark, you don't remember we went questions. over this. Point of information here. Mark, we went over this when they sent the census around, and we talked about People how, seem to disagree as to what's on this form. I, I haven't seen the thing, so I'm just trying to well, figure I can it pull out. It up, I can pull it up for you here, but the form that I have, the 10 question, because there are a couple different versions of them, uh, the 10-question okay. form has one question that's particularly relevant to Hispanics, and I found that very interesting. It was my speculation was, was similar to yours when I saw that, because there's one question about race where they list, you know, kind of the generic Asian, black, uh, Caucasian, yeah. uh, you know, the kind of the generic classes of race, and then for whatever reason, they decided to break down the Hispanic category into what country they, uh, they've come from. So, you know, Guatemala, exactly. and you know, there's exactly. a whole bunch it's of different possible. Go ahead, say again, I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's got it's got very uh, specific questions about Hispanics. Yeah, that's that's, that's set I off a red alert for me. For yeah, that seemed yeah, pretty, exactly. seemed pretty obvious. Yeah, and I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, what else would it be good for? I mean, other than I mean, they say it's for you know tax money and blah blah blah. But of course, you know who who actually thinks that that goes anywhere back to the people in any efficient fashion? So, thanks for bringing that up tonight, Chad. Anything else on your mind? Um, yeah, the other thing, the last thing I wanted to comment on was uh, you mentioned something about, you know, what if we could have like a free market justice system or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and 
I, you know, I, I'm very much about this libertarian principle, of the, the non-aggression principle, that part of the main problem with the government is that it initiates force and that it has a monopoly over a geographical area mm-hmm. on the initiation of force. And uh, my question is, is that why not, why not go all the way? I mean, why, why even entertain the idea that it has to be necessary in some degrees? Oh, why? I agree with you. Uh, no, I don't think government, I don't think coercive government is necessary at all. I think that that once uh, we can get hum, you know mankind or at least the, enough of them in a certain area to agree on this point that uh, that having an agency of monopoly violence uh, around is not a, a useful thing to have and that it hurts more people than it helps, etc. So yeah, I, I'm a voluntarist. I don't think that there should be any coercive government. Right, and uh, and the one thing I wanted to encourage for listeners, uh, there's a, a great site you might know about it. Uh, it's called freedomainradio.com. Oh yes, Stefan Molyneux. Yeah, thanks yeah. for plugging our competition on oh, our airwaves, stop pal. stop it, stop Jeez, it. Jeez, call it in <laughs> no. on my show and plug in the competition. Stop it. But we've had Steph on the show <laughs> yes, he has. Uh, as a He's guest. very nice. Great guy. Uh, His wife you. is friends with my wife. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I've called in and talked to him as well. In fact, I met somebody uh, that I met on that website not too long ago. Well, so, if, you, uh, if, if, if you like Stefan Molyneux, then you need to know about the, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Have you heard about that yet? Uh, no, I'm not. Well, now, as you know, Stefan Molyneux, for our listeners that don't know, he is a philosopher. Uh, he is a liberty-minded guy. He is a, a, a very principled voluntarist and really a bright, brilliant man, uh, a guy who has, uh, is, is, is fairly good at communicating the ideas of freedom and a very bright, brilliant, far smarter likely than uh, the two of us put together, Mark. And he, uh, he, you know, he does his own show, but he also uh, speaks. And he's going to be speaking at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2010 Pork Fest. It's happening in just a couple weeks, a few weeks from now, actually, the 24th through the 27th in Lancaster, New Hampshire. So he's going to cross the border from Canada just a little bit to uh, to go to the very <laughs> northern portion of uh, of New Hampshire and do, I believe, is it the opening speech? Oh, I can't remember exactly what. Part. You want to be there for the whole event anyway. Yeah, you're going to want to if you're going to come up. To New Hampshire, just go to, to porkfest2010.com. That's pork with a C, P O R C F E S. As in porcupine, not as in pig meat. Right. So, uh, porkfest2010.com. Not only will Stefan Molyneux be there, but other great liberty minded folks uh, will also be speaking. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. And more importantly than all that, is hundreds of like minded, liberty oriented people, people that think the way that you and I do, uh, they're going to be there. And they're going to be camping out and having a great time. Lots of socializing happening, activities, activities every, that range everything from uh, you know the family to uh, to, par- to parties. It's just going to be an absolute blast. So I highly recommend you take a look into that. If if you love freedom, uh, the, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a place to be. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and I mean the last thing I, I wanted to uh, and this uh, not to sidetrack again, but uh, it was actually something that was that he brought up on one of his podcasts uh, when they were having the big healthcare debate. Is that uh, notice? How they didn't even, uh, they, you know, the government didn't even debate the issue. They didn't even bring up the issue and say this sucks. The idea of taking government out of healthcare. They never mm-hmm. even brought up like, well, maybe we should just reduce the monopoly that yep. the AMA has over doctors. Not even the so-called uh, so pro-freedom Republicans, right. right? I mean, well, but that's but that's true with any um, uh, any sort of uh, career. I mean, how many mechanics are going to say your car doesn't need any work? How many psychiatrists are going to say you don't have any mental health problems? How many doctors are say are going to say I there's no prescription I can possibly write you? The honest right. ones. Right. Well. <laughs> Hey, thanks for the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And again, by the way, the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival is put on by the Free State Project, which, 
is a great organization designed to bring as many liberty-minded people all here to New Hampshire and get them active uh, in order to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Because some of the ideas we've talked about here tonight really are only going to be possible to implement if you get enough people on board with the ideas of freedom. And because the government is running the uh, the education system in this country, and most people, 90-plus percent of them, are going to the government uh, – for lack of a better term, indoctrination camps, it's pretty difficult to make any headway for freedom. I mean, the history of the the government in this country is that it's been getting bigger and bigger and more intr- uh, intrusive and oppressive. And and, right. uh, and and if you want to make the suggestion that somehow the uh, education system isn't a monopoly because there are private schools, I would suggest you try to not pay for this monopoly mm-hmm. system. So it may not be a monopoly in the sense that your child has to be educated at it. It is, however, a monopoly in the sense that you have to pay for it. Yeah. Try not paying your property taxes and see how that goes for I may you. just try it someday, Mark, because I'm getting pretty sick and tired of it. I understand. I, I, I'm going to see how that goes but, but for I, you. I would like to have some other people come up here and join me, and it'd be nice to have some other people coming along with me on that one. But eventually I may just get so fed up that I just say, screw it. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll pay a portion of it. You know, I'll pay enough to cover the, the, the lights and the, the other stuff. I'll just take the school portion out, whatever the 60 percent or something like that that goes to the government schools, and then I'll take some of that money and donate it to a charity and... You know, because it's not about me keeping the money. It's about me being able to choose how it's spent. There's more coming up. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got listening options and they are free our live streams are available around the clock broadband and dial-up versions plus our webcam is available and listen lines you can call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen again around the clock to free talk live all for free over at listen.freetalklive.com and if you call into free talk live these phone lines here are sponsored by SACL cai SACL cai has a full-orbed approach to account recovery it's really three companies in one they do collections early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls about what you want. John is listening in Tampa to WFLA. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, well, I've been listening to the show tonight, and I tell you, if what you guys are saying about justice and so on and so forth, it scares the heck out of me, to be totally honest. I I listen to a lot of conservative radio, and I listen to a lot of, uh, I guess, what you'd call liberal news media on the TV. And my biggest worry as a 58-year-old man is that this thing is broken already. And if if somebody doesn't take charge, then not only is it going to break totally, but it's going to damage everything and it's going to hurt everybody i'm sorry i missed what the, the, the very first word of your what, word or two of your sentence there what what is broken well i think the entire justice system the, ah. the justice system that de tocqueville talked about you know that you, you know you need laws you need people who will obey laws and 
We have attorneys that don't obey laws. We have judges that don't obey laws. We have people that don't obey laws. And certainly the entire country is broken from this perspective. And how in the heck can it go forward? I mean, what everybody doesn't, I guess, realize about this is this is this means doom for us all. Well, it John, breaks, we will all suffer greatly. I agree that we definitely that justice is is a requirement for for uh, humans to live together peacefully. And however, um, I guess that it seems to me that the the democratic form of government, uh, you know, whether it's parliamentarian or uh, whatever we have, um, the bicameral system that we have. It it oh, that is the promise. The promise is is that we will finally elect that golden savior that will that will that will fix the system. They will make justice available to the common man. That you will be able to go to their judges and get real justice, justice that should be free and available to every human being. And it's bullcrap. I mean, all we've seen in a well, for one, a thousand years of monopoly justice. But uh, in in this country, for 225 years, is the justice is available to rich people, and it's mm-hmm. less available to poor people. It's and, getting worse too. With habeas corpus being wiped right, out, and right. You know. I mean, at, at what they call nine months is uh, is is a speedy trial in this country now. I mean, mm-hmm. at the very least, uh, at the turn of the last century, you could get executed in in two weeks. You know, now it takes you 20 years. Well, not that you support execution. I, I don't, but I'm just saying that that that's the kind. At least justice, whether it was uh, just or not was swift any other thoughts you want to share john well just yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent um i don't know what else to say other than the fact <laughs> of uh, you know as the people some way need to come together and understand what can be done soon or like i said in my statement we are all going to suffer greatly when you say I mean, that we're going to suffer greatly, I mean, what do you mean? Because people are already suffering. Well, I think systems. I think systems will break down. I think that's where you'll start when 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 systems break down and food isn't delivered right and you can't get gasoline to stations and, well, and people can't. I don't and know all if the, the point of point crumble. of information there. Hang on a second. I don't yeah, know if the right. breakdown of the justice system is going to have anything to do with whether or not food gets delivered. As uh, as an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, we're doing this show from New Hampshire, and up here, they're having trouble. The The system is ready to break down. It has been pushed to its limits. The government has run out of cash uh, for their Justice Department. And, in fact, because they're so desperate, they're actually having to shut down. They're literally having to, to uh, put their employees on unpaid furlough days. Uh, once a month, at least one one day per month, that they just they're just shutting down the courts because they just have too much of a load and there's not enough money to uh, to handle it. And so it's because they've been you know enforcing all these nonsense laws on people that they've been filling the courtroom with uh, folks who've never harmed another person uh, in their entire lives. But the shutdown of the justice system would not you know get in the way of people delivering their products and services. I don't see how you're making that connection. Well, I just believe that it, law is such an important, the rule of law and the order within a society is so important that when, as de Tocqueville said, when it begins to be broke, broken down, it, it breaks everything along with it. It's not a matter of saying that there's a direct connection. Of course there isn't. But there's usually six points of separation of almost anything, and I guess that would be my point. But well, I, I do I like think... the conversation. I listen to your show, and I, do, I will support this thing that... Uh, 
you're doing there in New Hampshire. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But, to, you know, to that point, I think it's fallacious to believe that it's the government's laws that are holding society together. As I pointed out earlier in the program tonight, it's well, people. Well, law doesn't necessarily have to to refer to what the government's laws are. I mean, there's this, well, no, there's that's this what, law inside people that they generally agree on. Okay, but but what you were talking about was, was government laws, right, John? Yes. Right. See, that's what I was. That's why I'm referencing it's the, the the idea that government laws, uh, this nation of laws, is what keeps you know the country free and well, it keeps the, the country idea, productive. The, the idea of rule of law is fallacious of, to begin with because laws are enforced by people and the people are not uh, are They're at not their saints. nature arbitrary. So yeah. they it is always a law a rule of men. Um, I mean, you know, sometimes they'll sacrifice one of their own on the on the pyre. But I mean, you don't believe for a second, John, that cops are held to the same standard as uh, as the rest of us peons, do you? Oh, absolutely not. You are right. absolutely correct. So. I am not a I'm not a fan of of of, of government force in any way. I, I I don't know if I was unclear. No, but no, I'm no, just a, all right. I just just to clarify, using you as a foil, John. I, ju- I just <laughs> want to clarify the point uh, that that it's people and like you were talking about, Mark, the law that's on the inside of us, the one that says we don't harm others, that we honor our agreements. If we want to be in the good graces of others, we'll honor our agreements and we won't harm them. These are natural laws that are inherently built into human uh, human beings. Now, there are some people that are, you know, a little freakish and they break those uh, those natural laws and, and we would have a way of dealing with them, but it's not most people. Uh, it's not the fact that there are government cops out there or government laws that prevent people from uh, from slaughtering each other. That's not it. It's that it's that people have their own mutual best interest in mind, their own best interest to uh, to get along with others because that helps them uh, continue on in their life and to be comfortable and all of that. And a perfect example, my favorite example of this, is uh, what happened after Hurricane Katrina. Now, New Orleans was evacuated, as were a number of other areas of uh, Louisiana. And what happened there was that the good, so-called law-abiding people, the average folks, did as they were told and they left which left you with two factions. The people who didn't leave, uh, the crim- criminals that were you know, willing to break into people's homes and do, you know, loot stores and that sort of thing, and the cops who are willing to break into people's homes and to loot stores. So I kind of repeat myself, but my point there is that you had two factions of criminals, the cops and the criminals, and they were, uh, they were fighting against one another in this kind of uh, chaotic situation, which... Really, from the outside perspective, and I'm sure if you were there as well, it seemed very chaotic. There's gunfire and there's all these terrible things that were happening. And again, people having things stolen from them. And that was one of the most law-filled areas of the country. There were people, they were bringing people in there. Cops were coming in from other areas. It was mostly the police. And yet it was incredibly violent and incredibly dangerous there. And the reason for that isn't because of the, uh, it's the reason for that is because the regular folks had left. And they are the people that hold society together. Not the police. That's an illusion. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. The police would like you to believe that to be the case. I'm not saying they're useless. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson. Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there. In fact, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites Five, six, seven bucks a month. Uh, We don't do that. In fact, we never have. And we give the archives away amongst everything else that you find at freetalklive.com. It it is all free. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Click on over to the archives and you'll be able to grab all the way back to 2009. In fact, right there in our podcast, it's all free for you at freetalklive.com. As we continue here taking your phone calls about what you want, let's talk to Carl listening to KTAE in Cameron, Texas. Hello, Carl. Yes, uh, I'd like to uh, know what your views are on uh, this uh, gun confiscation in the the, uh, United States here. I think it's horrible. Okay. uh, uh, You're aware that uh, that's probably the number one priority of this uh, current administration administration uh, well if it were the number one priority yeah, then i don't, they'd be be- doing I don't it. believe that they've they've only proposed at this point one small small uh, additional gun regulation i'm not saying that gun regulations are good but i th- i feel like um it's i feel like it's vilification from the republicans uh, on the, the this Dem- uh, the democrat messiah and yeah, because the republicans games. Can, can we jump in here let me jump in here real quick the the republicans had control of the the government for a number of years in this decade uh, and they didn't roll back uh, significantly the, uh, the assault weapons ban went away yeah. but they didn't well, that- actively roll back any of the 20,000 plus gun regulations that the federal government has so number one the democrats is clearly not their first priority because they aren't really doing much about it secondly the Rep- Republicans didn't do a damn thing to increase gun freedom. There's a lot of rural Democrats that own guns. Well, I think there's a little bit of uh, uh, naivete here because uh, his, uh, he, he's, he's got a, uh, uh, an individual that is uh, scheduled to uh, take a Supreme Court seat uh, by the name of Kagan, and, and that's her number one priority would be uh, gun control. Okay. There's no doubt about. that they, I, I I wouldn't deny that the people in Washington D.C. would like to control guns more than they currently do. And I think the Democrats are probably worse on the issue than the Republicans are. I just don't think there's any evidence that it's their number one priority because you'd see them moving forward with something and they're not. Okay. Well, let me ask you this: no. uh, uh, you, you, you think that there uh, it's possible for them to complete their uh, agenda? Uh, of total uh, Marxist communist state uh, without uh, the uh, confiscation of uh, guns in this country? I would think not. I mean, uh, you know. Total Marxist communist. Before before we get into that, though, I just want to know what you mean. Uh, Before Barack Obama was elected during the Bush administration, how close to total communist Marxist state uh, is the federal government? Well, uh, I don't know, but uh, I I would... uh, it, through your, if you would investigate, you're probably going to find out that most of his uh, cabinetry are are Marxist communists. No, that didn't answer my. Hold on a second. I don't want to talk about Barack Obama. We understand he's a socialist. That's you know we get that. 
let's talk about what happened before Barack Obama. My question is, and you, you've been paying attention, right, up until Barack, you paid attention to the government and what they've been yes, doing. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so since you've been paying attention, you must be able to have some sort of, if you know what the Marxist communist government would look like. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree totally. I, I, I you know, I think, I think the agenda's been around for a long time. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure I, that we're I, on the same I mean, page Oh, absolutely. No, I don't think it's a Republican so thing. I don't how much of it had been implemented? Thing. How much of it had been implemented? Speculate. I'm not asking for a specific number oh, or anything. tremendous amounts of it okay. uh, was was put in place all the way back to, uh, I mean, you know, uh, you could probably go back to FDR, but, uh, you oh, know. Yeah, you can. You can go back to. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, I know I'm fully aware of what's going on. On this okay, show, we get a and, lot and of people. it sounds to me like you guys are, too. Yeah. yeah. On this show, we get a lot of people who believe that somehow voting for Republicans is going to save the nation. And Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're on the same page. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because, because when okay, we were... Okay, well, listen. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate uh, you giving me this time, and and I, I just want to interject that thought. And uh, you are I'll welcome, and we appreciate and you your call. Hash it out. Thank you, Thank sir. you, sir. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Okay, so now let me ask: Do you dread the long hot days of summer? Tell you what I found. Nature B. Um, it uh, it is it's a great vitamin supplement that will help you with all kinds of issues. And here my here's Mike Buck to tell you how. Hello there, Free Talk Live. You're right. I'm working in the shadows to remind you that in today's busy world, the perfect diet is out of the question. Too much fast food, not enough time to prepare the balanced meals. So that's why everybody needs a helping hand to get the nutrients their bodies need to function in top working order. And that's exactly where New Zealand's Nature Bee plant quality comes in. Nature Bee has been called the uh, health food store in the palm of your hand. And why is it the world's only perfect food, Mike? You know what? Everything you can buy in that health food store occurs naturally in nature. It's 100% natural, organic. It's vegetable food in these capsules. All your vitamins, aminos, minerals, and antioxidants, the right balance of enzymes. Plant pollen has been around since the dawn of creation, but the potentiation process of, of nature bee, which is exclusive, unlocks its availability, gets it boosting straight into your system, helps that body purge those toxins out of there, gives you better digestion, sleep, hair, skin, and nails, and how about stamina to do everything you want to do this summer and more. So we know that Nature Bee is uh, all natural and all organic and fresh and direct from us from uh, clean, green New Zealand. But what's today's special, Mike? Always got a special for you. Free Talk Live's got a special deal. Big six-month supplies, $99.95 plus delivery. We bonus you three more big months for free, nine months for the price of six, right to your door when you call the toll-free number in New Zealand with a money-back guarantee. one 834 is the toll-free, 866 834-8355, or if you'd rather order online, check out the website and then click in Nature B-E-E, that's NatureBee.com. Once you try it, just like me, you won't be without Nature B. Come on, get healthy by calling 866-834-8355 now or online at NatureBee.com. All right, so the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. We'll uh, continue taking your calls here uh, in a moment about whatever you want. And, Mark, you've got something about BP uh, colluding with the state, and we'll find out what's going on with that if we get a chance. But I wanted to just dig a little further into what John was – or Carl, rather, excuse me, what Carl was talking about from Texas – uh, this idea that uh, that the country is moving toward, and I agree with him, that it is moving toward more and more communistic kind of uh, behavior. And- well, not communist, socialist. 
Okay. Well, he used think, Marxist communism. Sure. But I, I, there's a communism is a, is 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 heaven. Okay. It's the idea that uh, people can live communally, equally, with no government, uh, together, doing all the same thing, and that it's just foolish nonsense. It's communist is a is is an um, a rhetorical word that people use in order to get control of the government in a socialistic fashion. Marx believed that you moved through socialism uh, through uh, through a very large government that controls everything to somehow the government would wither away, which is uh, you know where his whole plan failed. So we th- we we weren't sure how much we agreed with Carl, and turned out it was more than maybe we'd, we'd presumed. And uh, so he he agreed that it's it wasn't just Barack Obama that is uh, moving things in a socialist direction. That things had been moving in a socialist direction for a long time, and that the Republicans, these so-called freedom-oriented people, hadn't done a, a jack squat to, uh, to to put a stop to it or t- turn it around or anything like that. In fact, they actively assisted in increasing the socialism because during Republican administration, re- during Republican control of Washington, D.C., when they had the House and the Senate and the presidency, the government increased. In fact, during the Bush administration, it increased at a faster clip than it did during the, you know, the Bill Clinton. Uh, Ronald Reagan increased the size of government by something like 69 percent over his two terms. So, uh, and, and actually, when you take a look at the Communist Manifesto, which we've done, and it's pr- probably been a little while since we've done it on this yeah, program. Yeah, that's some fun stuff. Go through the uh, ten, planks the ten of, planks. The ten planks of the Communist Manifesto and see how close we are in America. Answer and it. Look uh, at the, it honestly. The average American would have no concept. They'd, Communism? No, we fought against that in the Cold mm-hmm. War. Of course it's not here. The fact is, we came up with 8.5. I thought it was 7.5. Like 7.5. I thought it was 8.5. of the ten planks were almost fully, impl- you know, fully implemented, basically, within this country. And so... <laughs> The United States is basically a socialist country and has been for my life, you know, my lifetime. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the question of whether or not taking Americans' guns away is going to help get to the all the way, let's look at that a little closer. Coming up. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. We're here to take your phone calls about whatever you want. Something on your mind you want to share with our listeners, 1-800-259-9231. That's toll-free, brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. And what we do is we take that money in and reinvest it back into this program to get on more radio stations around the country. Uh, to bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You get perks, too, like access to the uh, the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Go get all the details, get signed up with any major credit card or PayPal, and get access to the perks. AMP.freetalklive.com. That's AMP.freetalklive.com. So uh, you are welcome, of course, to call in about anything. I wanted to dig in a little bit further because I think Carl's question earlier was a good question uh, and we kind of went off on the topic of the Communist Manifesto and how much of the, the the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto are actually implemented currently today. And it's something like seven or eight uh, planks. It's pretty much fully implemented. And maybe if we get a chance, maybe we'll break it down here tonight on the, on the air. Of course, your calls are the primary uh, element if you make them. But 
I wanted to examine his question a little further because his question that he started with was, well, do you think that they could implement 100% of communism or you know socialism? Uh, do you think they could implement it without taking people's guns away from them? And I, I wonder about that. Will people owning guns stop the rise of socialism? Certainly hasn't done it yet. Well, it certainly and, and it, one could make the the argument under Saddam Hussein, uh, you know, so a dictator, so an arduous form of government. I'm not claiming it's the same form of government, but under an arduous form of government like Saddam's, uh, you know, dictatorship there in in Iraq. People owned AK-47s. I mean, the yeah. average Iraqi citizen currently carried them around. Yeah, has an AK-47 and can carry it around. So, I mean, they've got much more gun freedom in that country than we have in this one. And how hard would it have been for them to rise up and uh, stop, you know, put a stop to the dictator and his? Yeah, if they would have uh, been madmen. able to get together or whatever. But right. you know, he did periodic purges or, or you know, whatever he did, and and his people were better trained, and you know, that that. It goes a long way. So, so I don't think that the guns have done anything to stop socialism so far, and so I don't think there's really any reason to believe that they ever really will. Because, I mean, if, again, I used to be somebody who, and I don't have anything against guns. I, I think they're fine for personal defense against other people. But when it comes to the agents of the state, these people can do no wrong. And so, if you defend yourself against the agents of the state, if they're coming to impose their socialism on you and you defend uh, yourself against them with violence, then you'll just be made to look like a madman. You'll be made out in the, in the press uh, and in popular opinion to be a nut, nutter. How, how dare you uh, oppose the, uh, our heroes, the police officers? They're just trying to do their jobs and this nut job comes out and, and shoots them. So it's just not practical. From that standpoint, to uh, to oppose the state with violence, so I just don't see that. Uh, I just don't see that being the case. There's no evidence whatsoever. I mean, yes, it's true that the uh, most awful people in the history, you know, Hitler and uh, some other nasty men, have taken people's guns before they really cranked up the oppression. No doubt about that. Uh, but if they crank up the oppression slowly, then it doesn't really seem like they need to do that. And the oppression has been cranked up pretty slowly over the years here in this country. The old frog in a uh, pot of hot water. Uh, analogy. analogy yeah you know you, t- you turn up the heat just a little bit at a time and it, it doesn't notice until it's completely cooked and it can't get out so i think that's kind of what's going on with this you know this gun situation and you look at how obedient americans are they're more than happy to turn their guns over so if it does come to that if it does come to uh to actually going around confiscating firearms look again to hurricane katrina after hurricane katrina they went around and there's been another natural disaster since then it was a, it a was, tornado in kansas or something i thought it was missouri kentucky something like that uh, where they've they've successfully gone around and taken guns from people there have only there were only a few uh, holdouts that said you come here and i'm going to shoot you you know and then they didn't come you know they they did actually keep their distance from those particular homes but wasn't enough to be significant a lot of people who've been longtime gun rights people just turned them right on over. So they were scared to say no. Well, I mean, there's there's several armed men there asking for your weapons. What well, are you going to do? Well, you, you don't s- have a you don't have a gun drawn. Well, you can uh, refuse this is, to cooperate. This, you can at least refuse right. to cooperate. That's how they feel. You know, they, yeah. they 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 feel that they don't have any options. And I'm not. You know, I think that I think the power of a man's will is far more powerful than the weapon. I think the weapons are good against the common criminal, but when you're dealing with a government criminal, yep. I don't think that you can uh, that you can use a weapon not successfully. No, you'll end up dead first of all because uh, when you attempt to use violence in defense against the state agents, they will kill you. Because once you and use, they'll write the and the news story will you know show them as the heroes. Right, you'll you'll be a madman. So there's no practical aspect to it whatsoever because people are so 
imbued with this state worshiping mentality to where the state, uh, even though they know there's some problems with it, well, we still need them. And these officers are our heroes, and and so how dare you stand up against them? You, uh, you they're just bad, doing their bad, jobs. You bad, bad little citizen. All right. So I don't think I don't really think that it's necessary for them to confiscate firearms in order to successfully implement a virtually complete socialism, because we're almost virtually complete today, and there's rampant gun ownership in this country. What, are the, gun- what are the numbers? More guns than there are humans in the, in this country. Like multiple per human, there are multiple no. guns, right? No, no, there's about as many, uh, just really? a little more, a few more guns. Those are the ones that are sort of registered. Uh, there's, I see. There's, I believe there's slightly fewer guns registered than there are humans. Uh, you know, 300 million Americans. And I'm just throwing in the number of what I assume uh, the illegal weapons are because I know there's plenty of unregistered weapons out sure. there, but I can't come up with any statistics. So I'm just, I'm I'm willing to safely say there are more guns in this country than there are people. I think you can stop socialism, but it requires it requires more than just the last line of defense, right? Because that's what that's what it, using guns against the state is the the desperate man situation, right? You you feel you have no other options except to lash out in violence against your oppressors, and that's not the only choice. And it's a common misperception: the idea that well, you either go along to get along or you fight. And I don't think that's the only two uh, options that that we have. But I don't think that many people are willing to do the in-between portions where you could just not go along to get along anymore. You could just refuse to play along. So if you don't refuse for a while as much as you can, if you don't like the new health care proposal, the new government health care thing, stop paying taxes. It's my understanding 60 million Americans don't stop paying taxes, stop obeying. If you're a business owner and you don't like the new regulations, if the, especially if the new regulations are going to hurt your business or possibly put you out of business, why would you obey them? Just keep doing business as you were doing it and then let them aggress against you and show themselves for who they really are. And who they really are is a group of men and women, strangers mostly. You don't typically know who the oppressors, the people that are oppressing you within the government are. These are people who are willing to use violence against people for whatever reason they want, whatever arbitrary reason they decree that uh, they don't like what you do or they, they want you to do the things they want you to do or whatever reason they want to use force on you, they are willing to, to use force on you. They're willing to threaten you. And as long as you're willing to go along with it, you are subservient to them. They are not your servants. And uh, this is a, it's this mentality that, well, the government's supposed to be our servants and da 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 What evidence do you have that these people are your servants? They tell you what to do. And call themselves your servants in the process. Now, it's possible. That's a good gig. Yeah, it's possible to hire someone to tell you what to do. That's possible. You can hire a consultant. Sure. I was a personal trainer at one point. You can do that. Right. You can, you can bring a consultant into your business, and they can tell you what to do. But ultimately, if you don't like what they say, you can say, get out of here. You could hire somebody to, you know, like a, we're going to have Miss Ann on next week for a follow-up interview. We haven't talked to her in years. Uh, Dom, former dominatrix. She's no longer called Miss Ann, but she's from the Indianapolis area. Really cool lady. You can hire her, and she'll tell you what to do as well. And if you, but you, but as long as you know what the safe word is, she'll stop. You know whether whether that safe word is orange or whatever you make the safe word when you're in the midst of their little dominatrixy thing that they do, you can yell out the safe word and they will stop. So anybody that you hire to tell you what to do, you've, you're still in charge of that relationship, even if the illusion is that they're telling you what to do. With the government, that's not the case. Number one, you didn't hire them. There is no safe word with the government. There's no safe. Oh boy, if there were, <laughs> oh a magic word. Uh, but you didn't hire them in the first place. They decided they were going to rule over your life, and they, they have these little phrases that they like to use to justify it. Well, you voted for us. 
Well, no, I didn't. Well, they voted for us, and so therefore that makes it okay. Well, how many people does it make it okay? If is it okay for me to come to your door and say that me and my neighbors voted and we get to take your house now? Is that okay? How many neighbors do I have to have voting to take your house before the stealing of your home becomes legal? You know, and it's it's funny. The government drew these little little circles, little, little lines on maps. I guess they're not circles; these shapes on maps. And they said that you know the voters in this particular area have the the jurisdiction for this particular election or that particular election. They get to to hire the criminals that uh, will will rule over them for you know this X amount of years. And it's it's funny. You don't get to pick your own geographic area as if a geographic area matters. Why can't I get a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand people together outside of a geographic area and vote on something and come up with some rules, uh, arbitrary rules like you've got to pay a licensing fee for your dog or uh, every 30, you know, 90 cents on every gallon of gas goes to, to me. So we continue here in moments. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your calls are next about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code free trial to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code, free trial. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X dot com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radio graphic and enter promo code, free trial. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. I'll give you the features on the site for free, and those features include our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and you can get interactive uh, with other listeners because not only can you watch and listen to this show via our webcam page you can also chat with others because we put our chat room on the very same page so you get it all at once watching listening and chatting with other listeners at cam.freetalklive.com the cam by the way brought to you by memorydealers.com memory memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including sfps gbix xfps zenpacks and x2s that are 100 percent compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers including cisco 3com foundry alcatel and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. As we go to your phone calls, you can call in about anything. Claire, I think, has been waiting patiently through the news there. Claire in Indy, listening to WXNT. Hello, Claire. 
Hello. Hey, you're on the air with Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, yes. Um, there's a new book uh, called The Great Jihad. And uh, from what I heard about that, um, the Taliban really didn't uh, sanction the uh, destruction of the towers in New York City. Sorry, I'm nervous. That's okay. Tell you, it's just us. And Oh, oh I'm sure. Yeah, we're just talking here. But it's just... Uh, it's from within, and something told me years ago, it's from within. You're talking about the 9-11 attacks? Oh, yeah, but that was um, discredited by people who didn't want that to happen, because that drew attention to them, and Wait. then we charged in. It was discredited. You're using generic terms that are confusing to me. You said it was discredited by people who didn't want that to happen. What people, Correct, because they, what they, did were, they, not want? they wanted subterfuge. Who is they? I'm sorry. Who, who are you referring the to? Taliban. The Taliban wanted the, uh, subterfuge. The Muslims. The Muslims wanted subterfuge and what? And then it was obvious when they flew planes into the towers. So you're saying, let me see if I got you straight, the Taliban wanted to do things uh, subtly, they wanted subterfuge, but it became obvious when people flew planes into the towers, so you're saying that you don't believe the Taliban was involved in that? I'm not saying that at all. What are you saying? Because I'm a, Mark. Are you getting what she's trying to, to get out there? I'm I, trying my best. I don't know. I know that the Taliban is a political party and and political and religious party in Afghanistan and and Pakistan. And the people. And it, it's never been alleged that they had anything to do with 9/11, other than perhaps uh, sheltering Osama bin Laden in their country. There was a number of However, people from Saudi Arabia. However, that wasn't the claim that they right? made. It was Saudi Arabian folks in generally a general yeah, Saudi Arabian were... uh, folks, not even the same uh, ethnicity as as people from Afghanistan or Pashtuns or or whatever. So, I mean, that's presuming you believe what they say about uh, what happened. But that's not even what extent. they're saying. But what are you saying? Uh, because well, first Claire, of all, you guys, both of you talk too quickly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm from the South, you know. What can I do? Well, You're from the South. Yeah. They, they talk slowly. I know. People keep telling me that, but I guess I'm from the Southwest. I mean, I'm from the West uh, Coast of Florida, and I guess that's not technically the South, even though it is in the South. It's, it's enemy-occupied territory. Okay. I want to ask you both, what do you think about them wanting to build a, build a mosque right uh, near Ground Zero? Tell me about that. I, I don't believe that it's true. I think it's uh, I think it's uh, oh, really? email uh, hocus-pokery. But be that as it may, if somebody owns a, a piece of land, they should be able to build whatever building they want to build on that land. Don't you think so? Why? Why? Because it's their land. Whose land? Whomever is building on that land. Did you hear what Mark said? If they own the land, they should be able to build whatever they want, don't you think? But who is they? Whoever owns the land. The person who owns the land. Who uh, who owns the land? I I don't don't know know. the answer to that. Um, Well, then how can you talk to me about that? We're talking in general statements. We're talking in general. You should be specific. Okay, but we can't Claire, be specific. Here's my, speci- no, wait, wait, here's, here's wait, wait, my general statement. You guys statement. act like you're authorities about everything. First of all, you act... We're talk show hosts. How the hell can we be authorities like you're on about mass. anything? <laughs> Secondly, you're not... Uh, you're not um, qualified to talk about anything. Claire, of course we're not qualified. We're talk show no, hosts. No, you're not. We, we, the talk show hosts aren't qualified to do anything but talk, and they're not why are necessarily you, right. Then why are you talking? Because somebody has to fill the airtime, so you'll listen to commercials. I mean, come oh, on, Oh, okay. Then what you're saying is basically worthless. Okay. Well, Claire, I'll make a general Ultimately, statement for you. Clearly, it's worthless. That's why we're on 79, 79 radio stations. Hot bags. Claire, I'd, I'd, make, I'd like to make a general statement for you. 
The oh, general statement that's, is... That's all what you do. Claire, all if you, you want to guys... get specific, then why don't you specifically tell us what plot of land the, the mosque is specifically going to be built on? Ground Zero. No, 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 no. Ground Zero is owned by is is a is an area of land that's owned by many people. Yeah. So uh, so you many don't know the people. specifics. My my point well, here is you're you accusing us of being. Well, do you own any part ju- of that? Huh? Uh, longitude, latitude. Where is that? It's in uh, it's southern. Can you uh, define Manhattan. that definitively? Can I define what longitude and latitude are? Where Claire, that I'm not ground zero the, is definitively. Can I'm not making that? a positive statement. I don't think so. You what said, is the point of this you conversation? Said, Claire, you made a positive statement, which is that they are going they are going to build a mosque at ground zero. I'm not making a positive statement. I'm saying that I don't believe that that's true because I haven't been able to find any news source on it. And and making that statement, somebody will send me a news story if it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, besides that, the general statement is, is that I believe that people should be able to build on land that they own, anything that they wish. Is you know within the agreements um, in the the communities that they you know that, that they are a part. Well, the of. M- American Indians claim nobody owns any land at all. Well, I I can tell you that they don't have the enforcement mechanism to uh, to do anything about that. I wouldn't I, necessarily I that disagree the, with uh, well, with, there, with what they say. There but, are American Indians today who own land, and they would claim that they own yeah, land. Yeah, they, they so, probably don't want that taken from them. Uh, l- l- let's talk about today, right now. L- I just want to see if we can even get on the same page here, Claire, because what you said earlier was pretty shocking. We made the statement that people who own property should be able to build whatever they want on it. Now, do you disagree with that? Uh, you or me said that. I made that statement. We here on this show made that statement. You said that Who you disagreed. Who owns the property where they're going to supposedly build a mosque? All right. Let's. I would assume they do. It's the, I mean, who would build a who building? Is the, wait, the person wait, who owns wait. The property? Who is they? Who the is people they? who own the property? Who owns the property? The the people that own the mosque or that will own You're the mosque. You're making the claim that the claim that somebody's going to build a mosque on Ground Zero. It's my understanding it's actually a. They're making to- that claim. I'm not making that claim. And be specific. What are you? What claim name, are you names. making? I don't name, know. Names. I don't live in name, New York names. City. I haven't made a positive statement, Claire. I'm not claiming that they're going to build a mosque on that property. You have you have made that claim. Claim. Claire, is there anything else Start you want to share with our listeners? Decaf, babe. Let me yeah. ask you this, Claire. I've got a question for you. While we've got you on here, since you're so you're very interesting, what is it that uh, can you define your philosophy in a few sentences? Uh, not as quickly as you can, I'm sure. We do talk quickly. Okay, uh, you don't have to too you, quickly. You can take your time. I'm just asking you if you can define your philosophy, your belief yeah, system. I would in take a few more sentences. time than you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. At You're very well. Yep, bye now. 800-259-9231. That's the most confusing conversation of the night. Wow. 1-800-259-9231. I, I do my best, Mark. I really want to understand sometimes. You know, I want to know what you're saying if you're confusing. I, I'm not just going to hang up on somebody who's confusing me because I feel like maybe I'm not paying close enough attention. Uh, maybe maybe there's some sort of uh, miscommunication going on. Maybe I missed something. So that's why I, I ask this, you know, these questions to try to try my best to understand. And yeah, I'm just a talk show host. I went to community college for uh, for two years, 
And I think you'll find that most people in talk radio have not been through uh, much of the you know, official education system. But that doesn't mean they're not qualified to talk about something. Just because they are maybe not necessarily in possession of 100% of the facts that we don't know who owns the property at this particular location, so therefore we don't get to, uh, to comment on it. Well, a particular, I mean, how would you know that? If somebody calls in and says, hey, I want to talk about a specific plot of land in America, how is the, uh, the, uh, any talk show host going to just pull out of their brain who owns that? piece of land i mean come on 1-800-259-9231 i think uh, one of our producers has pulled up a story about this mosque theory so yeah. we'll, we'll see what that's all about here in a little bit dig in a little further you can take control and bring up anything thousands of years ago from the time of moses to the time of alexander the great julius caesar and beyond TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves this Saturday evening. We are here to take your calls about anything. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there with over 500,000 posts. That's a lot of interactivity. A lot of people hanging out over there and talking about different things. It is, by the way, virtually unmoderated, so use your discretion as you visit bbs.freetalklive.com. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com is a course on how to represent yourself pro se in the American judicial system. It, it explains step-by-step how to get forms evidence, how to move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, etc. It's all there. It was created by a lawyer who wants you to know how to protect yourself from other members of his profession. It's written in a manner that the average 8th grader can grasp in about 24 hours of study. It's got a 5-hour video seminar, a couple of uh, audio classrooms on CDs, 15 in-depth reference tutorials that teach you everything that you need to know to represent yourself in court, jurisdictionary.com. By the way, Mark, we, uh, we were given a story from Boston.com about this mosque at Ground Zero, and apparently it's more than just a rumor. It looks like it really is something that's a proposal on the, well, on not, the table. That, that, that's inaccurate. It's not at Ground Zero. It's adjacant to Ground Zero. Okay. Because when I was thinking about Ground Zero, and I, I, I hate to kind of seem like I'm hedging, but I guess it, that's, you can believe what you want. When I was at Ground Zero, it was a big square plot, and that's where the you know Twin Towers used to stand. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine how you would split up that square spot to, to, to build a mosque there. That's why I never believed the story. However, it's across the street. Got it. Let's go to your phone calls. We can get to details on that, but your calls are the primary element. So let's talk ladies first to Christine, listening to Kudo in Anchorage, Alaska. Hello, Christine. You're on Free Talk Live. Good afternoon. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? You know, I just, I wanted, I'm not sure that I should um, reference Claire in this phone call, but um, I, I caught the end of, of a conversation where you guys were talking about land and who owned it and who could build what, and I just... I am perplexed that in this day and age in America, someone has um, a position that states something like Claire said, well, it depends on what she was saying is it depends on who owns the land. And my inference from that was that if they are people like me, meaning Claire, 
then they wouldn't build something like that on that land. That's what she kept saying, well, who owns it? Who owns it? She wanted to know who they were to decide if she was going to discriminate against what they could build or not build. Mm. And that's ignorance in this country. I, I don't know how I would feel if I lost someone um, during that time. And I have been to visit Ground Zero, and I live in Alaska, and I have been there, and it's a very solitary, sad place. And I mm. don't know how that would make me feel if I had if I lost somebody in that. But Right, but I your feelings are not the operative uh, factor absolutely here. Absolutely not. Nope, nope. And in America, you do get to build what you want on your own land. Well, it doesn't theoretically. Have any idea. Maybe in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, maybe Alaska. If, you, if you're in New York City, you don't get to build jack uh, unless the government people give you permission. <laughs> well, if you're building a home, I, you know, and I know that there are covenants, like you said, in each neighborhood. But if you own the land, most likely um, you turn in the prints to the city and so forth, and they decide if you can build that. But if it is your land... Um, it does have, you know, it's, it sounded to me like um, she had a very prejudiced view on what should or shouldn't be. Yeah, and we um, couldn't extract. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I feel that that's, that's underlying in this whole email campaign because I've gotten several of these. Mosque <laughs> being built on ground zero. Oh. And mm. I, I think that, I mean, it seems obvious to me that if, if it was a church, no one would be saying anything. Yeah. If it was a synagogue, nobody would be saying anything. But they're saying it because it's a mosque and because it's so close to ground zero and because those people who perpetrated that event on that day happen to have been Muslim of the... W- what, 1.4 billion Muslims on the planet, 17 of them or 13 of them or whatever number you want to believe as far as the story goes, happened, you know, did this, so therefore they should all be held accountable. Right, so and, all the peaceful Muslims, which is the supermajority of them, uh, should be restricted as to where they can build their mosques. Silly. Exactly. Christine, thanks for the thoughts. Any other, uh, Anything else you want to share with our listeners? No, I, I appreciate the time. Thank Glad you. you're out there. Appreciate the call at 800-259-9231. I think Christine is right in what she's saying about our earlier caller, but we couldn't extract enough information to confirm anything about her. It was very confusing. Yeah, anyway. I, I would like to read one paragraph out of that story, if I could. The, the mosque story? Yeah. The, the, the project also has, has strong support, for, um, political support. New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, Manhattan Borough President Scott Singer are among the backers. The Cordoba House, that's the place, um, was endorsed by the Lower Manhattan's Community Board Number 1 in a near unanimous vote last month. So this is what it takes <laughs> to be able to build a building in New York City. Mm. You've got to go. It's all kinds of politicking. It's crazy. And and not to mention the permitting process and the unions. And it's just it's, renovating. It's, it's amazing that anything gets done there. Re- renovating a building is a nightmare in New York City. Building a new one must be insanely difficult. All right. So we continue here. Uh, Mike, listening to KBKW, you're on Free Talk Live in uh, Aberdeen. Hello, Mike. Hi, guys. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, I think that last caller just stole my thunder from uh, Claire. (laughs) And it was like, gee, why do I always have such a tough act to follow, you know? (laughs) But uh, anyway, I think she pretty well summed it up there. It's, you know. Well, we can talk about whatever This this stuff gets all turned around anyway. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Tell me what. You know, they had one guy calling about the guns and stuff. You yeah. know, about the about that. Well, I think that a lot of a lot of times, I know they they um, what I hear anyway is uh, they just think, oh, everything's going to be confiscated, and then when the uh, oh, I don't know, whatever group you want to have takes over the country and and subjects us all to slavery and. And da 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 on and on and on, you know. Uh, what are we going to do? You know, we have no way to to uh, 
to uh, oppose these people or, or mm. groups or, or communists or Nazis or whoever it is, you know. At that point, it's too late. Well, yeah, no, it's not too late then. Because I remember watching an old John Wayne movie years and years ago. It was a, a typical propaganda movie that was made uh, probably in 1943 or 44, something like that. And I believe it was the one, it may have been Back to Bataan or something like this, one, okay. of those, one of those shows. And I remember that they said in there when he was trying to, to organize a bunch of, uh, uh, of, of the Filipinos to, to uh, uh, fight the Japanese there, you know. And uh, one of them had a gun, you know. And he said, well, where'd you get, you know, John Wayne gets up there and he said, well, where'd you get that gun? He said, well, I killed a Jap. You know, and of course they use that type of ter terminology then. Sure. And John Wayne says, well, kill more Japs, get more guns. And the same thing applies to whoever or whomever would take over at that time in the future, you know. That's, if, if they really want to do that, and they've confiscated everything, and you, you're that, uh, you know, if it's if it's uh, if you're trying to organize a a mass uh, rebellion, it's kind of what they they did. And uh, of course, they had they had help in uh, in Southeast Asia and Are places you like about that. Are killing the opposition? Is that what you're talking about? Well, if it came well, down to that, no, 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 I'm saying if it comes to that. Mm -hmm massive of a of a sub uh, uh subjected i'll tell you what hang on everything's taken away it is free talk live more coming up are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own mark warden the porcupine realtor will help you find the perfect property do you want a home with 50 acres of land how about an income producing building Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition. Plenty of time for your call at 800-259-9231. You can get your thoughts out on the airwaves for people to hear and uh, consider. 1-800-259-9231. And we invite you to our website where there's uh, more exchange of ideas. We've got a bulletin board system. We've got our chat room and our wiki, which has over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. WIKIwiki.freetalklive.com and the whole website is uh, is free now we've got mike on the line listening to kbkw up in aberdeen washington and mike you were explaining something about if things get real bad like if there's like a total uh, police state uh, crackdown and, and you were you were kind of you were explaining what you believe could be done under those circumstances and i, I was a little confused at what you were getting at so i wanted to hang on to make sure that you could explain uh, what what you were what oh. you were saying okay well let's take for instance if it came to uh, an extreme, an extreme crackdown. Let's take World War II, Warsaw Ghetto in Poland. Okay, mm -hmm. now they had an uprising there, right? Mm -hmm. Where did they get their guns? I would assume they got you them know? from the hands of the uh, their their German oppressors. 
That's right. And how did they get them? It wasn't like they bought them from them. They threw them. They threw bricks at them and hit them in the back of the head with big sticks. And got their guns. Yep. Okay. I have to completely agree okay. with you on this one. But so, you're talking so about what using I'm, violence. What I'm saying is, if it came to that type of oppression, mm-hmm. you can get the resources that you need to fight back. He's not talking he's about violence. I'm, he is not talking about I'm violence saying. against the state, Ian. He's claiming that you don't that the guns aren't the issue. The guns are always available. It's not that he's saying that the fixation on the guns that so many Americans have is is really pointless. Um, he's saying that it, you know guns are you know the things that the oppressors will have. You can get them if you want them. Is that what exactly. you're saying? Exactly. Okay, good. I'm glad the exactly. mic got it because it sounded like you were talking about killing people to get their guns from them. Oh no 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 no. no the, he's clocking them over the head. And in most cases, if it came to an oppressive an oppressive uh, situation. Uh, there's probably enough people with guns that could arm those without guns. That is for sure. That is the to case. To go after the oppressor. There are a lot of guns in America, and that's certainly the truth. But you okay. know, when you say things like go after, it sounds like violence well, to me. But, but Ian... Um, oh, no, no, no. no. I, I wasn't advocating that. I was only advocating that if a person is is so oppressed... By a situation they have such options. as the Warsaw Ghetto. I yeah, mean, it's right. got to be like you know. Well, you, well, you've been you've been bonded into slavery. And I want to ask stuff. this question of, of Ian. Ian, do you think that the people that uprose in the Warsaw Ghetto were immorally and wrong and and doing the wrong thing by using violence against their no, oppressors? I don't, I don't think so. But I okay, think that, that I see nothing wrong with what the gentleman said. I, I think that using violence, as I've explained earlier in the show tonight, uh, against the agents of the I state. I think that will, there comes a point. When using violence against the states, fine. When you're talking about situations under Stalin, Hitler, like the Warsaw Ghetto, Pol mm-hmm. Pot, uh, you know, Mao, those kind of people, fine. I mean, things have gone so far, start putting lead in the air. It doesn't really matter. When do you know that, uh, that it's gone that I far? I don't know that you ever know. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, uh, Mike, at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I uh, you know, hope it never gets that far because I hope that people will use nonviolent uh, solutions, non-cooperation. There's, when it gets that far, nonviolent solutions are no uh, are, are you know less valuable. They put millions of millions of people in uh, gulags in Russia. At that, mm-hmm. there's there comes a point when nonviolence doesn't is not as effective as violence is. I think that we are at the point when violence is less effective than nonviolence. I.e., the guy who flew a plane into uh, the building, the IRS building in in Texas uh, a few months ago, he just looks like a nut. But um, there are there are times when it's time to get out the plane and fly it into a building. I believe. I don't know about that, Mark. I, I, I've, I've, I've moved further and further away from advocating violence as a That's a as fine a position to be at now. Right now, that's an okay place to be, and I'm, I'm with you. There's no good reason to even be thinking about it because fixating on it there's, uh, you know, is, isn't really good for your soul. Mm-hmm. However, I, I think to completely exclude it doesn't give people the room that they need under very extreme circumstances. I mean, when a, gover- when a government is uh, so corrupt and so terrible that it's, it's really just a, a gang of murdering killers, then what else are you going to do? What do you got to do with killers? Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. And I suppose that if people were... Uh if people in general were aware of the murder, murdering killers, because right now I consider that, I, I think that's what they are. 
Uh, they they steal from people, they hurt people, they threaten people, and they kill people. Yeah, I think uh, it's hyperbolic, though. Um, you know, no, it's the truth that they've they're stolen from you or threatened you. They're schoolyard bullies at this point. You don't shoot the schoolyard bully. Yeah. Because then you get a Columbine like, situation. I see and understand the justification for it. It's just distaste, it's distasteful to me as, as somebody who uh, generally is, is against such things. And I don't want to – I don't like the idea of putting myself into that situation, and I, I would much rather find other alternatives to, uh, to violence. And I don't think that, that non-cooperation is completely uncalled for in, in situations like that. And I think that if people were to non-cooperate – and in a peaceful manner with these government people, it never would get to the point of, of you know, of mass execution. I agree with you that if a non-cooperation employed in, in the earlier parts of a sort of a rebellion or whatever terminology, a change in, in uh, political processes, I agree that it is more far, far, far more effective because you can use it earlier on. But I think that at some point or another, it becomes less effective. Yeah, I just feel like by using violence, you're lowering yourself to the level of the oppressors. Once, and- once the oppressors use violence, there, there are no gloves. The gloves have come off. Mm-hmm. Once the oppressors uh, wish to use violence in a manner where they simply don't care, they're they're executing people. They're showing their bodies on the street, you know, as a uh, warning to others. Those kinds of things. Let's continue with your phone calls. Uh, you can talk about whatever you want. Let's talk to Clarence, listening to Kiva in Albuquerque. Clarence, you're on Free Talk. Hello, Live. hey, Clarence. Uh- uh, yes, I wanted to talk about. I saw this documentary about this chemical plants in this town, and how all these people in this town got all these different cancers, and they're and they dying and got sores, and and then the, they got the they claim the experts gonna go in the room and tell the people that the that the poison that the people are ingesting and consuming and breathing from the fourteen chemical plants. The experts say, "Well, we ain't gonna blame it on the chemical plants, you know." In mm. in and, and to be me, I'm 59, and I came from West Virginia, and I got cousins that worked at some of them chemical plants in Institute, West Virginia, and and their daddy worked there, and they and the whole family worked in this in the town, the Institute, well, West Virginia State. And all of them got cancer, but they got money and big homes, but they all got cancer. So, you know, I always wonder, why do we always sit around and let somebody tell you that, oh, if they can say we got a problem and then somebody else can say, I'm an expert, the problem was not created by us because they want to make money from making all the, the stuff that the chemical plants make. But they poison in a group of people, but mm-hmm. the group of people's voice is just pushed aside because some big weak sits up and say, "Well, we ain't going to put the blame on the chemicals." But how yeah. in the world did the people get the problem if it wasn't from that? I've smelt that stuff. So you're asking, you're through, asking why that continues Charleston to Charleston and South Charleston. I've driven my car through and smelt this stuff. It's it's mm. it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, but I can't imagine you can't working blame in that. it on nobody. So I, I always believed it the courts can say things like you know when when that guy got shot 50 times in new york the court say oh the policeman didn't do nothing wrong oh they, they always the blame say that on stuff. the dead guy they, it's always the, bl- 
to blame on somebody else. Yeah, well, the, the police the can do no wrong. Every time the police uh, investigate their own alleged crimes, well, that's always, why I say uh, nobody can do wrong when people investigate their own. Well, as long know. as the government has a monopoly over uh, the coercive force, as long as they uh, they they have control over our lives, they will always be used by the people who have influence and money uh, in order to in- insulate themselves. And we talked about this to an extent on the show last night. And I thank you, Clarence, for the call. Uh, where these corporations, essentially, they've got protection from the government in the first place. That's what a corporation's for. It's for limiting liability. And they, uh, you know, they pay off the politicians. And thank you. Uh, they pay off the politicians, and the politicians are their buddies. And so they're all scratching each other's backs. And there's, you know, what can you do about it besides eliminate the idea of government from people's minds and, and move on to a voluntary society where we aren't forced to subsidize these companies that might be poisoning people? This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call. If you're on hold, uh, we'll uh, do our best to get to you here. So do be patient, even in these remaining moments of the show. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. There's a whole bunch of different things you can do to get this show into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Gordon listening in Ocean Shores, Washington to KBKW. Hello, Gordon. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I uh, I heard you make a comment here about 20 minutes ago in reference to uh, the mosque. Uh, you know, the, the one young lady who called in was talking about how the mosque is uh, going to be going in New York City. I don't know if it is or not. Uh, that's up to them. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with with that per se, except in case of we're having a situation where we're shielding terrorists, we're shielding people who want to destroy us. In that case, you know, I do have a problem with that. Who is we? Uh, in reference, and I'm not going to play the we game. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, is me personally, me personally. I don't care if they if they have a, a mosque there. It mm-hmm. doesn't make me any difference. Uh, again, unless of course. They are shielding, they being inside the mosque, that religion, those people. Those people who are in the mosque, you take figure out what the religion is, that's who they are. Gotcha. Um, and okay. that's, that's the problem I, I have with this. However, understand, too, that there has, that there has been also a situation where there's been a, a... You made a comment that um, if it was a church or a synagogue, there wouldn't be a problem. That's not true. Uh, I know that up here in the state of Washington, there's been at least two times that I can think of where a building, a church building, was kept from being built for years. A church temple was being kept built for years. And it wasn't just the people in that lived in that particular town, but it was a state situation, it was a county situation, and in one case it was also a federal situation. So by that, by saying that, there are, this one particular church does have a problem with getting things in there, and being able to um, 
What church uh, was it? those things taken care of. LDS Church. Okay. Um, and uh, do you think it was a, uh, based on bigotry uh, against yes. the person? Okay. Um, so, all right. Uh, then, then, that, then I guess I'll retract what I'm saying. Uh, you know, LDS sort of exists on the fringe of mainstream uh, religion in this country. Wouldn't you agree? No, not anymore. You think that it's it's main full fledged mainstream? I, I think it is. When you're talking about seven seven million people worldwide, yeah, it's a it's a major religion. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots of uh, smaller denominations than that. I just think that a lot of people think Mormon, um, and then they think, uh, you know, there's they've got these little little bigotries in their heads about it. Wouldn't I mean you don't you don't see that see that as being the case at all? Well, I see that there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of misconception as far as what the church stands for, who they're involved with it what they're doing with it, and in that case, yeah, there's a lot of bigotries going on out there, but the problem is, is that people don't understand how it works and how, and, and how the, what the, the, the policy, not apologies, but the... Um, the doctrine or whatever. The doctrine. Yeah, and, well, I think and, that the Mormons should be able to build whatever church they sure, want, sure. wherever they I, want. I agree What did too. you retract, though, Mark? I was, you said you retract something. Well, I said that if it wasn't, if it, there wouldn't have been a problem as far as building this if it had been a church or a, a synagogue. And but I, I guess there's, a, you know, there's a there's a fuzzy little line of distinction be sort of between LDS and you can call anybody could call, um, you know, whatever their religious building is a church. Um, I mean, Quakers call theirs a meeting house, so that's that's not even the, the same. Uh, you okay the, there? The same word. It sounds like he's yeah, doing sure. transactions. All right. Anything else you want to share tonight? Well, I'm just kind of concerned that. Um, thank you. I'm just kind of concerned that that kind of. Um, right there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm down here work work. right now. Um, I'm just kind of concerned that some of the things that come out and people make certain uh, assumptions. Um, it bothers me that they that the people can do that. We have a lot of the the so-called Christian people within this country and worldwide, quite frankly, who are all pointing fingers at the the Muslim religion. And I don't have anything wrong with the Muslim religion. It's some of the people who are in the Muslim religion that I have a problem with. And I have a problem with some of the people in a lot of religions. Uh, there's some, some Christians I, I have too. a big problem with as well. And I thank great appreciate the thoughts tonight. And I thank you for making it uh, making the phone call even while you're at work. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think one of the problems. That religious buildings have is that they are tax exempt. So they're taking a piece of land off the tax rolls of a given municipality, and that puts them at odds with that municipality, municipality. because that municipality is used to stealing money from people who own that land. And then they so they come along, they build a church, they can't steal the money from them. So that it can make it difficult to build new buildings. That's often why you'll see churches change hands to other religious organizations. It's just easier because, well, mm-hmm. the town's used to not getting money off that. Let's continue with your calls. Takishi is in Japan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Takishi? Hello. You're on the... Hello? <laughs> oh, no. God. <laughs> Go ahead. I am... My name is uh, Takeshi. I am uh, from uh, Japan. Oh, really? Nice uh, to meet you. Uh-huh. And uh, what's on your mind tonight, Takeshi? Uh, I like uh, to talk your politics. You like uh, Ron Paul. He's the number one in Japan. Ron Paul's number to... one? You want the trooper to go go home? You want what to go home? The troopers from uh, uh, Okinawa. Yeah. Yeah, American Ogun. Yes. Wow, you might be real. You might actually be really from Japan. Yeah, I am. Uh, my name is Takeshi. I I I uh, teach. Uh, no, I uh, learn English from Gunjin from uh, from uh, army. Army. They teach uh, English. And I also watch the movies. Wow, okay. So how did you find Free Talk Live? 
Intranetto. Long pole. Intranetto. I found you. Yeah, yeah, I love that line though. It sounds like you're actually speaking Japanese, but at the same time, you also kind of sound like Borat. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I mean, that's really unusual. Yes, it's good. Leaving us bewildered here a couple of minutes before the end of the show. I don't know if I should have been using the dump box on all that. I have no idea. Who knows what he was saying? If that was actually Japanese, who knows what he was you saying? Can, you can use uh, foreign expletives if nobody's going to know about it, because uh, the, the FCC rules state that, you know... What if someone who's people, Japanese is listening and gets offended? But they, they have to live inside the community and be offended. I don't think that it's going to fly, man. I mean, that's a fleeting expletive. How are we to know? Hmm. How can the licensee uh, of yeah. a given radio station be expected to know what a Japanese curse word is? Let's continue here and talk to Nate in California. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, thanks for uh, squeezing me in here. No at the problem, end of the dude. Show. What's on your mind I'm, tonight? I'm not entirely sure how to follow that caller <laughs> with. Um, you could just say. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to, I guess, harken back a few callers as well and talk uh, a little bit about 9/11, but hopefully make a little bit more sense. Okay. Um, I've been sort of researching this just on my own in my free time for several years now, so I feel like. Um, I feel qualified to speak about it a little bit in my own way, I guess. I'm not uh, professionally qualified, uh, You picked up a phone, you um, dialed it, you're on the air, you're qualified. Go. Right on. All right. Um, uh, I guess I really, I just want to point out, um, you know, I've been listening for a long time. I'm not sure if it's come up before, but uh, Building 7, the World Trade Center Building 7. Um, yeah, that, that has come sure up. How- it, it's the, uh, the um, third building that, that fell on 9-11, and the circumstances surrounding its fall are pretty questionable. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to uh, throw a couple things out there for your listeners who might not be aware of the building, because um, it just hasn't gotten a lot of press coverage. Um, uh, for one thing, it wasn't actually even addressed. Uh, the collapse of this building wasn't addressed at all in the official 9-11 Commission report. Hmm. Um, it was followed up on by uh, the National Institute for Standards and Technology, but it took them seven years to issue their report. Um, what did they find? Their uh, findings eventually alleged that uh, it was due to fire in the building, hmm. which is, uh, and actually they admitted in the report that their findings uh, only have, um, I'm blanking on the exact wording, but a very low probability of occurrence. So they admit that it's a, a weak explanation. It seems pretty crazy. I mean, it, it, now look, I'm no, cons- I'm not a 9/11 conspiracy theorist. I, I, have seen some of the information. I. I'm, I'm not going to talk to you about space beams or mini right, right, nukes right. or so, whatever the and, hell else people are talking about. Yeah, and I'm not hearing but that from is, you. You're you know, not, this, you're not saying this means anything, or you're not, you're not drawing a conclusion from this. You're just looking no, at this, it, at this information. It takes more questioning, though. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree, I do, with, you. I agree very... with you guys that the, uh, the government's not prone to investigate itself. No, certainly not. Um, and it's certainly the case. If it was some sort of an inside job, it's very unlikely that anybody will ever be held responsible for it. I don't know if it was the government uh, who did it or if it was the, the so-called terrorists. I don't know what the real story is, I. but I agree nor with you I. that that is one of the biggest question marks, I think, about the uh, the 9-11 thing. And the idea that some sort of flaming debris would have hit that building and managed to make it collapse in the same manner that the other uh, the other two collapsed seems pretty yeah, ludicrous, especially with the fact down. that they likely had fire suppression systems in those in those buildings so sure. seems crazy thanks for the call tonight i uh, appreciate hearing from you 
But again, it, it, it's drawing a conclusion from all that that the conspiracy theorists will do where they go off into la-la land. I don't know. I, we don't have time to talk about it any further. We're done. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow night for the Sunday edition with the co-hosts only. See you then. Freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.